2: Good morning, golfers. Your tee time awaits. It's the Tee to Green Golf Show here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Got a thought on the PGA Tour? Want help with your swing? Give the show a call at 803-0550. Tee to Green is being presented by the Western New York PGA, Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome, Custom turf, Michelob Ultra, and by our home clubs, Pendleton Creek Golf Club and Lancaster Country Club. Now, it's time to talk golf. Here are your hosts, Brian Cozio, Kevin Sylvester, and PGA Pro Jeff
3: Metis. We welcome you back to Oak Hill Country Club inside the Media Center, hour number two of our special edition of the Tee to Green Golf Show with Brian Coziel, Kevin Sylvester, and PGA Pro Jeff Metis. It's the second
4: time
5: we've done our show live from here, right? That's, I think... We did it back in 19.
3: We did 19 here for the yep. senior. senior. Yep. We did it last year, just a show on site last year to preview this event. So gonna be... This would be at least three. third. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We've done a bunch because of- we did one from the Harmon room inside the clubhouse last year. Right. Yeah. When you got your own room. Actually, named you after what? You and then yeah. we yeah. did one outside. One. we do one outside. Be, this might this be four. the fourth time. The yes. Fourth time we've done. We've the show been doing maybe. this show a
5: long time. That's why. Yeah. After a while, it all blends together. Staying power. Yeah. That's right. Much like our guest. That's right. Hey, I'd like to introduce this guy. This is uh, John Hacker, PGA. Um, I've known John for 30 years since we worked at the park club together. That might have been the first uh, decade that you won the section championship in the 80s there. So uh, John is uh, my mentor, one of the best teachers in the in the world. I think um, we've been spending a lot of time on the range this week, and I'm learning from him as he uh, analyzes all these players' swing. John, I don't know that anybody else in the in this country has probably won. John's won the. Uh, The section championship in five different decades, John, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, and at 59 years age, he won the event here for uh, the Western New York PGA, uh, 36 holes in one day, and came up with the victory. uh, pretty darn good player and a, an even better teacher and a better dude. So, John, welcome to Tea to Green. It's nice to finally have you on my radio show here, buddy.
6: Hey, I've been looking forward to this for
4: years. Oh, you know, yeah.
5: It's a, it's a, it's a highlight life. for me. That, that was the greatest it's introduction right.
4: of a guest ever on the show.
6: He's been working on it. Yeah.
4: He read it just as you wrote it. That was uh, amazing. Right. Right. Yeah.
6: these left
5: out a few things. but Yeah, I did leave out a few things.
4: Yeah, well, it's good, good we to have go you here. We could go for a while. Yeah. yeah. Cong- I, Congratulations. Congratulations on that. Five decades um, uh, to win a championship in each of those
5: decades. That's incredible.
6: Yeah, people think I'm 100. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, when you say that, hey, this guy has got to be
7: pretty hey, old. you're
5: only 60, and you got one more. I think you can win one more, John. I'm going to give it, it a shot,
7: John. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I, I was fortunate last year, Jeff, uh, and, and you invited me out to play with you guys at Brooklyn, which was a, a beautiful course to play. Another old and Donald I, Ross. Yes, yeah. and I got first hand viewing he says, just watch how good he is in the short game. Watch how he's straight. He hits it off the tee. So I got to see it straight on uh, in person last year, John. That was an enjoyable round. So thanks for, thanks for that memory last year.
6: Thanks. Yeah, uh, work in progress. I'm still uh, trying to get better. So
5: That's what's good about him. He's always, always grinding every single day to get better, and that's why he's good. Now, John, we're sitting here on the range. What are your initial observations? Like we're sitting here having a lot of conversations. We had a little brief conversation before. What are the things you notice that the good players are doing that is different maybe than what the amateurs are doing or what they might perceive?
6: All right. So, you know, I know your audience is golfers. Um, okay. So every every player there hit up on their driver. There wasn't one guy hitting down on it. Um, I think si Woo Kim was probably of the top players, had the slowest swing uh, ball speed at 160 most of them were in the 170s and the top ones are up in the 180s so basically 100 you got to swing probably 180 109 miles an hour to play on the tour mm-hmm. and uh, the top guys are over 120 you know which is 30 to 40 yards difference mm-hmm. um, very few hook the ball I, I thought ironically Rory McElroy, who money would say is the best player hit a little bit of a draw but he could do both uh, Tommy Fleetwood would play a draw or hit it straight. It didn't look like he did anything different with that. And then almost everyone else in the field faded, except for club pros. Yeah. And the uh, club pros, God bless them for being here. I, I got great admiration for them qualifying. You've done it. Uh, yeah, I've done it. Uh, but you know, it's it's it was nerve wracking when I did it. And I I think um, there's some of them are really good players out there. But uh, these are the elite players in the in the world. And they're pretty much hitting it straight or fading it off the tee.
5: And their short games and, and bunker play, um, that, that's where I like to watch. I think there's some pretty impressive short game motions and, and bunker play around here.
6: Yeah, I think if, as you watch the short game, they, there's a few things that they're all doing. They all have probably the club face open more than any of us. Um, they all have wider stance. They lean into their left knee, and they lower their hands. And it looked like that was synonymous with every, every player. And it, uh, let me, uh, you know, as you watch them, Jeff, uh, mm-hmm. and for your audience, you probably find this interesting. They, you give them a good lie in a bunker, they're going to hit it within three feet. Yeah. Um, although I did watch uh, Dustin Johnson and Scotty Scheffler uh, blade a couple of them into the crowd, which was kind of funny, and they laughed about it too. But, yeah, they were shelling so people. They're she- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One out of 100. Uh, you know, that, but, uh, but anyway, it was, it was it's pretty impressive. almost <laughs> like a gimme par if those guys got a good lie in a bunker. They're going to get it up and down.
4: I'm, I'm glad to hear pros did that. I played here last September, and I was practicing out of the bunker, you know, right near the putting green where you guys are situated, and I bladed one into the maintenance. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's what they were doing. Yeah, Yeah, you know the spot.
5: (laughs) Well, the thing I noticed is, like, setup. Like, you can tell a good bunker player by his setup versus an amateur. Like you said, they get the stance a little bit wider. Their butt sinks down a little bit. They lean a little left. That left knee bows out. And I was surprised to see how open the blades were. I think today they may square them up a little bit because the bunkers will get wet. Um, do you anticipate that or you think they're still going to be using a lot of the bounce or or what do you Well I mean? oh, okay so uh when it rains, it firms up
6: the bunkers mm-hmm. and then you get you need you know you can bounce off if yep. you use too much bounce Yep. Yeah, you'll blade and skull them. I'm not sure we'll probably see that but I would I would agree they probably would make adjustments
4: yeah they're going to have to make
6: sure they get under the ball
4: By the way we're underway with the third round opening
5: tee shots uh Mark Hubbard uh hit the first tee shot John so- have you heard whether they're playing the ball up or down today I think they play play it
6: oh i'm sure they're playing it i'm sure they're not touching it yeah so for the for your audience once they start the round and if they're playing the ball up you can't you can't change in the middle of the round so
3: and up down up up, up up means means you can't touch it yeah yeah Yeah, no down no no down down means you can't touch touch it right
1: preferred
4: lie preferred lies or ball up means you can in your fairway you can lift clean and place the golf ball and the only reason why it was a question was because of the forecast, right? Um, you know, it's a like a four-hour window with heavy rain, but right. um, yeah, you're right. You start the you've got to start it or not. I can understand why they wouldn't want to. Like, they probably they probably talked about it a lot. Uh, I would think with the forecast. Okay,
6: so I had heard you know through the conversation around the range that they were not going to water the fairways the entire week, so they can take some rain now. Got gotcha. you. You actually heard some players complaining that um, because the fairways were so firm that their balls were rolling out into the rough. So the course can te- definitely take a few inches of rain. Hopefully it won't be that much. But.
4: Well, that's something to ask you about this golf course. Uh, you, you know, you, you won the section championship last year on this golf course. You know this golf course. Um, how is it being received? Like, you know, some people may have watched John Rahm complaining about uh, hole 11 yesterday. Guys have been uh, not happy with hole 3 uh, because of the distance and firmness of the greens that play long irons into or even three woods into par threes. What what's, What is, you know... Have you heard, or what do you think this golf course is done? Because I mean, Sam Burns shooting ten over, you know, I don't, you know, that's tough.
6: All right, so it's a major championship, so they're not, you know, they're it's trying to make it a little bit different than it would be week in and week out. Um, okay, so you have two par threes that are 160 yards, is that right? Somewhere in that range, they're yeah. New, they're new holes, five, five and fifteen. And 15. Yep. yep. So that now the club really only, or the course really only has a couple options to lengthen them, and three is a fairly small green but you know what's wrong with making a person have to hit a good shot yeah uh, that would be my comment back to him and I, and I would say I've heard only good things about the courses you know I, I gotta tell you that these are the best players in the world they are ruthless competitors um, Thursday the the on the range you could see things switch there was no joking around they were working hard they were with their team uh, you know the coaches um, you know, these guys are used to winning. They're used to playing good. They won playing junior golf. They won in college. They want they're winning out here and, and I think they just assume the course play hard because they think they're better than the
3: other guy.
5: Yeah. Um, here's
6: so I think they're okay with it. What if, it is.
5: Well you expect it to some
3: degree when you come to yeah. a major championship. Yeah. Right? yeah, they're, yeah. They're here's right. here's a comment from Phil Mickelson, by the way, yesterday he made his one hundredth career cut. Which is incredible. In a major, right. So that's a really important step. It's John Hecker-like. It yeah. is. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mickelson says, uh, this was, he tweeted yesterday uh, in responding to uh, the, the fact that he, he uh, made it for the 100th time. He said, uh, this is from Mickelson's personal Twitter account, said, didn't play as well as I expected, but tomorrow's another opportunity. Oak Hill is great as a major course and as any setup as I've seen. Well done, PGA. It's never easy to find the line between identifying the best or embarrassing them, Oak Hill and the PGA nailed it. That's from Mick Mickelson.
6: Yeah, if I could just say something about Phil yesterday. So, you know, I, we're on the range at six. Yep. He's there at ten after six. I might be a little bit off on that. He goes out and finishes round, his round. He comes back and hits balls before his next round. I think he came right from the course right to the. Then he goes out and plays, and then he comes back. And I left at at three thirty, and he was still hitting balls an hour forty five minutes. He, after his round he was i don't know how long he stayed he but stayed a while he
5: was in there in the rain they just he was it, he stayed out there through the rain and just kept grinding and grinding his, and,
6: he and his coach were talking about different things with the shots he was hitting and, and he was intense there i mean there's this guy's trying to you gotta admire him he's 53 yeah i mean it's you know it was really cool uh,
3: Eight yep, six the time here t to green we're live our special two-hour edition from oak hill the pga championship play is now underway Currently still dry in Rochester. We're hoping uh, maybe we dodge most of the rain here today. We're with John Hecker, uh, the great PGA pro from Brooklyn in working the range. He and, and Jeff are this week, along with other PGA professional staff here. So what is the key to playing Oak Hill well? You've played it many times. You've done well here, obviously. Jeff mentioned some of the performances in the section championship with the area PGA professional. So what is the key to playing this course well?
6: Well, okay, so I'm, I'm not playing the tees where these guys are playing, but... Um, and I, you know, you didn't play when the rough was this thick, So I believe the rough was cut at three inches on Monday, and I, I think they've let it grow. So it could be four or four. You can't hit it in the rough out here. Even these, the, uh, I was watching Corey Connors practice. He's hitting, trying to hit shots out of the rough, trying to figure it out. Um, and it, I don't want to say it's hopeless. You can get lucky, but you're in the rough. You're going to struggle. And say, so, okay, what's hitting in the rough? You don't hit half the fairways, you're going to have trouble. You know, being amongst the leaders, no matter how good you are.
3: The, the difference in the, I, I was on the uh, television broadcast a little yesterday when I popped in here to listen to her. They said the, the difference, I wish, I'll try to see if I can find the stat. The difference between uh, birdies made from hitting the fairway versus hitting in the rough, they said was like, Astronomically different than what you'd see in the normal PGA Tour events here. So the rough. So the correlation is to the- hitting fairways yes. is is, bet- is hi- it's higher here. Yeah, yes. if, if this event Which yeah, makes sense because yeah, the rough is more penalized yeah. for sure. So
4: I'll give you an example. Coil Hollow a couple of weeks ago, right? That's a major championship golf course. Yep. You know, it's going back there, I forget when it's called um, 2025. Yep. You're right. A couple Two years. Of years. They had the rough manicured, if you will, so it was playable. So guys were just bashing it. Um, you know, at at the Wells Fargo Championship. So, um, but they will grow that up for the PGA Championship to be similar to what it is here, um, and you know to maintain that height in the, the the premium on the fairway, which I think it should be in major championship. You know, to your point earlier, and I was asking about the golf course, and you know, and and you had Mickelson's comments about that. I I think if for professional golf, three under should be a great score on the day. Mm-hmm. Like, these are the best players in the world. When they're shooting 9-10, it's, it's entertaining. You know, it's part of the entertainment. But when you get to uh, a tournament like this, you get to the big tournaments,
5: like, hey, you're shooting under par. You shot great. Yeah, par, there should be a value to par, and I think yeah. the PGA Championship has done a, a good job this week putting a value on par. Um, will it be more difficult today with the rain? You know, rain's an, an outside factor. Like, you shouldn't let it affect your swing or, your, or anything like that. It does affect the golf course, but it shouldn't affect, in my mind, it shouldn't affect yeah. what you're doing as a player when you swing. Like, you don't go out there and think, well, I'm going to have a tough day because it's raining. Sure. Um, yeah. You, 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 like, you know what I'll be interested to see? Is, does that make sense? I yeah, no.
4: Some- I, what I'll be interested to see, and I'm curious of John's thoughts on this, The uh, you know, a lot of us amateurs, we have the rain gloves, right? And it starts raining, we put those on. Now, we also don't have caddies with umbrellas and towels, but there'll be few, if any, players I expect to see with rain gloves on.
6: Well, that's a good question because they are an advantage. Those footjoy ones are unbelievable. Yes, they are incredible, yes. Okay, so a couple of thoughts about the rain. Um, when the greens get soft, it's to the player's advantage. Now they can predict their yardages. So they have these things called uh, quad pros, which are foresights. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like the player...
5: Explain it, it, to people what they Those are like launch track monitors. launch monitors, yes.
6: And these guys are really, really good at getting close to their yardages. So if your greens are relatively soft and you and you can kind of predict the bounce, which isn't much now, it's going to stop fairly close, they're going to lower their scores. Um, You'd have to get a lot of rain to limit the roll in the fairway enough where it would affect uh, them hitting clubs dramatically into the greens. So rain will be an annoyance, but it makes the course easier for top players. Not for us, (laughs) but for top players it makes it easier. So. I wouldn't be surprised you see some pretty good scores out there today, depending on the, the, as much of the rain. And your, your question about rain gloves is, you know, these guys are going to take advantage of everything they can. I think we're going to see some out there today. Okay. But I'm, I'm interested myself because yeah. I played with uh, some of those footjoy ones in uh, Scotland, and you can play the whole round. I don't know how they did it. Yeah,
4: and it depends how much it rains. Like, right. if it's pouring. All also, too, Kevin, rain.
3: let's remember, you know, you and I playing in rain. We don't have a caddy who's right. wiping our grip every time. They've got, what, they've probably got 10 gloves in their bag, so if, if they want to change gloves out every two holes or so to keep it dry, they can do that, yeah, when too. when you get them for I mean, free, it's a little different, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right, right, Jeff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I oh, don't know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. uh, well, I was going to say, let's, let's get to our official Western New York PGA tip of the week here, brought to you by the Western New York PGA, which has one goal, promoting, growing, and promoting and growing the game of golf today, tomorrow, and beyond. The rough... Likely will be wet here, the forecast says. It's raining now because Mark Hubbard out, oh, is on the course with an umbrella out okay. there. So it so. is starting to rain. So uh, let's talk about playing in this thick rough and the fact that it's going to be a little wet here too. So. But just in, in general here, I know most of our listeners maybe are not going to play in any rough, John, of the thickness here at Oak Hill. But maybe just the rough at their course that they play at. Yeah, spring uh, rough gets nasty sometimes. Yeah. How about some tips? What are some things that uh, golfers should be thinking about when their ball is in the rough?
6: okay so if you're in a, a full shot um if you have thick rough it'll tend to grab your hosel and you can hit a pretty big hook uh out of the rough so what I'll, i typically try to teach my lessons is um you're going to try to open the club face a little bit and swing a little bit steeper into the ball so there's less contact with with the rough before you get to the ball so you're going to try to play in essence a fade out of the rough um and i know that's you know, some that's probably more for accomplished players, but that's certainly something they'll be thinking out here. You know, the, uh, I think I saw John Rahm hit a smother hook on 12 yesterday where he'd hit it in the right, in the right rough, and he had, ended up hitting it way left. Um, but they'll be doing the best they can to avoid it because that's the tendency of thick rough is – to grab your hosel or your club and flip the club over.
5: Will you move the ball back in your stance or make any other adjustments or just open the blade a little bit and try to get a little steeper into the ball?
6: So I think what Jeff's getting at is, yeah, you move the ball back. I, w- I guess I'd aim a little further left, but I would move it back so that, that uh, moving back creates a steeper angle.
5: The other, um, the other thing I notice, is and people. we've talked about this before, people don't use enough loft when they're in the rough, especially if you're trying to pitch it forward or hit it lower you need enough loft to get that ball projected out of the rough if you take a four iron out of this rough you're really really going to struggle you have to take a lot more loft and and as we said before manage your expectations a little
3: bit and that's something that we always say too is that you don't have to if if the lie is bad a lot of times still people are going to grab well i'm 170 from the green well they still grab their 170 club and that still that, that may make things worse in terms of maybe trying to keep par in play or if you're a bogey golfer trying to keep bogey in play, like sometimes being short of the green. I've seen it quite a bit this week where players have missed the rough, and because there's quite a bit of a runoff area and they can putt quite a bit from off the green here, the players are like, look, I'll, I'll be 10 yards short here. I'll still putt. I'll still get my two putt and walk off with par and move on to the next hole. Yeah, you can it, it's hard to control the ball out of the rough. Yeah. And sometimes
6: you get a lie you just have to lick your wounds and
3: it's hard when it, you're like, well, it's I'm 170. I want to hit it 170. Well, that loft is an issue for a lot it's, of amateurs that it's hard. Of <laughs> lack of focus and talent, lack of focus and talent that's one way to say it. Yeah. <laughs> the um the other thing is I
5: know we've been noticing them working on a lot of you know a lot more flop shots around the greens because of the rough. Can you explain to people how they would use the bounce a little bit when they're in the rough here? We're watching these guys hit a lot of high lofted shots around the green because it's a little bit easier I think to control the it's hard to get those low runners from out of this rough. What would they how does an amateur use the bounce of their club or whatever to to get out of the rough and hit a little bit of a higher pitch?
6: Okay, so it's it's a lot like a bunker shot. Um so you're, there was a lot of practice in that, and it was pretty interesting watching their technique. They all had long back swings, and they were all easing into the ball. So they would let me back up for a second. They take a, a, a series of practice swings to judge the depth of the of the to uh, get a feel the for how that grass grass grabs it. Yep. Yeah, and they have blue grass around the greens, which is which is you know thick gnarly stuff. So it's really challenging. Um, and so they're taking their practice swings, trying to judge how hard they have to hit it and you know people say well how do you do that well they're looking at a spot that they think they need to land the ball on the green to play for the rollout to the pin and they're focused on that spot and how hard do i have to hit hit the grass to hit it to that spot and that's their taking practice swings they've got the club face pretty open i, I guess you have to be careful a little bit jeff getting it too open if you have um a lot, a lot of balance. well but a lot of room under the ball you could go you could whiff it right yeah you know, so you, so if you can it's, it's assess the predict. lie yeah, would be the first you got assess the lie right yep. But, you know, they, you could see them working really – as a matter of fact, the leader, Scotty Scheffler, spent a ton of time. And, you know, I, I would like to say about uh, both, both Connors and Scheffler, of, the, you know, the 156 players in the field, they were in the top five as far as time spent on the range working on their game. Um, you know, they were – I'm not surprised they are at the leaderboard for how hard – they hit it far, um, and they work hard. And I, you know, obviously they're great players, so it'd be it'd be fun to watch them battle it out here. Yeah,
5: those short game shots, it's almost like a bunker shot sometimes because you're not actually going to c- contact the ball. You're gonna you're gonna hit two to three inches behind the ball with a little bit of speed and that and that club a little bit open, so that bounce kind of glides through there and doesn't. If you keep the blade closed and you get into the rough, it's just gonna it's just gonna dig deeper into that rough. So keep get, use that bounce to your advantage when you're around the green. By so. the way, the a shot of Phil, he had the rain gloves on at the range. Yeah, I saw
3: that. Yeah. yeah. John. Say, I'll ask him. Yeah, John, yeah. There you go. before we let you go, who's your, who's your pick? <laughs> who's going to be hoist the Wanamaker Trophy on All Sunday right. night? So,
6: um, you know, I think this guy is used to winning, and he thinks he's the best out there. He doesn't say it, but I think Scotty Scheffler is going to win. He, hmm. he doesn't say it verbally, but, he, you know, this guy dominated in high school. He dominated in college. He came right from college out on tour. Uh, a little bit like Cameron Young was another guy. I know he didn't play well this week, but those guys are used to winning. I think those guys are going to be the future of the game. Um, at least till they're 30, you know, and then maybe, you know, it's funny to say that for the next five yeah. years, I guess I would say, sure. I think that you see those guys, man, you know, they're expecting to play well. And, and I, I'm going to say in my mind, Scheffler yeah. will probably win. It's about
4: windows now. It's a, you know, we're seeing that with the top players. They, they There's a three to five year window where they
5: dominate. It's, well, John's has a 40 year window. So that's true. That <laughs> yeah, is true. Beating, uh,
6: Jeff and I've had some big battles. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I've lost so
5: most I, of them. That's for sure.
3: But anyway. We played and, a lot of golf together. That's right. Well, John, thanks for what you and, and Jeff and all the PGA pros are doing this week to help make this event uh, great to be a part of and spectate and watch and uh, all the work that you guys do all year round too. I know everybody at Brooklyn I'm sure is lucky to have you there. So Well, th- well thanks hey, thank so you, much you very for much. It's fun to
6: be on your show and uh, you know I think it's great what you're doing for golf and you know any way we can stimulate the game is good is
3: good for golf. Appreciate it. John Hecker, PGA pro from Brooklyn. You can uh, come by and wave to John. He's going to be working hard at the range.
5: He's the good-looking guy.
3: Yeah. He's a...
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, he's... thanks, John. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, we'll take a timeout. Graham Dillette coming up next. We know he's going to be excited. He played in the 2013 PGA Championship here, uh, but a lot of Canadian flags on the top of the leaderboard, including Corey Connors, who's in the final group today with Scotty Scheffler. We'll talk to Graham Dillette next here on Tee to Green as we're live at Oak Hill Country Club with Kevin Sylvester and PGA Pro Jeff Miedis. I'm Brian Colziel. More coming up from Oak Hill after this on WTGR. You're listening to Tee to Green, presented by the Western New York PGA,
2: woods to wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome, custom turf, Michelob Ultra, and by our home clubs, Pendleton Creek Golf Club and Lancaster Country Club. Stay tuned. More Tee to Green is coming up.
8: Conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit usa.com or call 562 314 4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I mean, like how terribly
3: I've felt over the golf ball over the last two days, the fact that I'm only five back is uh, not saying it could be up there with one of my best performances, but it's, it's, I can't, you know, when I held up putt at the last, I looked aboard, I'm like, I can't believe him five back. Um, so I guess that's a good thing because I know if I can get it in play off the tee, that's the key to my success over the
6: weekend. If I can get the ball in play off the tee, I'll, I'll, have a, I'll have a shot.
3: That is Rory McIlroy, two-time PGA champion, looking for his third this weekend. As we welcome you back to Oak Hill, our special two-hour edition of Tee to Green. Brian Colziel, Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro, Jeff Midas. Uh, if you're en route to Oak Hill as we speak... Uh, The rain has began to fall. It is in the light variety, but uh, we're expecting the heavier portion of the rain to be between about 10 and 2. The leaders go off at 250. That is Scotty Scheffler and Canadian Corey Connors, Kevin, which is appropriate here for our next guest. Yeah, you know, when we want to
4: talk about Canadian golfers, why not bring one on, right? And uh, my friend Graham DeLette, uh, who's covering this event this week for TSN, but I've had the pleasure of working with him on PGA Tour Live on ESPN plus and it's not as great of a lead as we had for John Hecker Um, but that's because Jeff knows John longer than I've known Graham but Graham will be happy to know that I worked the coffee machine properly today Graham. (laughs)
7: That's good to hear man yeah they actually got some pretty nice coffee down there.
4: (laughs) Well on the machine yes if you get it out of the uh, canister in the uh, dining area eh not not so
7: good. The thing I've learned from you, media
5: people the Food is very important. Well, yes, very, very you gotta, important.
4: You got to take right. care of us uh, for sure, uh, Graham. Let's let's talk about how the Canadians have performed here. I mean, it's uh, pretty exciting for uh, your fellow countrymen to be in contention. Uh, not just Corey Connors, but uh, Taylor Pendrith and Adam Stenson.
7: Yeah, it's actually pretty amazing. Uh, you know, when I was playing on tour, it was kind of just me and David Hearn, and there wasn't uh, neither of us really did much and <laughs> any you noise know, really in the game of golf. So. It's pretty good now as a Canadian golf fan. Uh, it seems like almost every single week there's a new name up there, and we had six guys in the field here, and that's a record for a major for Canadians. And uh, you know, Corey Connors obviously an elite player, but uh, it seems like every single week there's somebody that's uh, playing nicely and representing the country.
4: Yeah, wh- why is that? Why did that change? Uh, you said it was only uh, Jeff's looking at me like that was my question. That was my question. Yeah, uh, you know, because <laughs> you, you know, you said it was you and, and David Hernwitz uh, mike weir effect that those kids saw that tiger effect Why why did that change i mean it's obviously the dilette the, the and Hearn effect too but i mean why do you think that's changed
7: no i definitely think it was uh mike's major it, master's championship in 2003 i mean that's what inspired me to play the game as well at that time i was in college and i was like hey if mike can do it from small town canada i can do the same sort of thing and then uh you know, all these now, this new generation of players coming up and there's no question that that's why. And they've all, you know, stated that uh, publicly as well.
5: Is there a national team for the Canadians? Is there a developmental program now? Or, or how do how do the Canadians uh, grow into the game of golf and become, you know, how do they become these elite players?
7: Yeah, there is. And uh, You know, I was kind of at the start of that. That would have been back in like the early 2000s. Uh, I was on the national team, and the program has just gotten so much better. There's a lot more money back and behind it now. They have uh, places to go in the winter down in uh, uh, Arizona, and they're looking at another place down in Florida now. And, uh, you know, with Brooke Henderson on the women's side, too, what she's been able to do, um, inspiring the young girls on, on the other side. But uh, they've invested a lot of money, and, uh, you know, their goal is to get more and more Canadians on tour and have more and more competing week, week in and week out.
4: Yeah, and, of course, the President's Cup will be in uh, Royal Montreal in 2024. Ooh. So that that also will, uh, I think, inspire some more Canadians to play golf. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Watching Brooke Henderson Anderson will inspire anybody. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, she's great. Yeah, absolutely. Graham, uh, when you look at how these players at the top, including Corey Connors, uh, have done well at this course, uh, I know you played it here for the 2013 uh, PGA Championship. Uh, the course is a little different now, of course, with the renovations, uh, but what do you see as to keys to success uh, playing at Oak Hill?
7: Well, there's no question the narrative going into the tournament. Was, it's this is a ball strikers golf course, and if you uh, you know look at the leaderboard, and as we get going further and further throughout the week, I think that's going to separate even more, and you're going to see the elite ball strikers kind of coming to the top, um, and that's really what it's all about. I mean, you can kind of you know have a bad stretch and save it with your short game for a small amount of time. Uh, but you can't do that for 72 holes out here. And it's going to come down to ball striking in the end. Like, it, you know, it's pretty crazy. I was looking at Scotty Sheffield. We were talking about him yesterday and um, you know, he hasn't really been the Scotty Sheffield that you expected, you know, doing it with his ball striking. But yesterday I think he had six fairways, but he was able to get off to that hot start. He had a couple fairways early, Bernie the first two, and then just kind of hung on for the next 10, 11 holes, only made two bogeys all day, You considering he wasn't, you know, in not really good control of his game. And then the will par four, 14th, four, he gets up and in for birdie, hits it super close on 15, and all of a sudden he shoots two under par. You're like, how did he do that? And it's like, I don't want to say it's Tiger-esque, because, no, we can't really compare anybody to Tiger, but Tiger used to contend in majors without his best stuff. And that kind of seems like that's what Scotty's doing right now, and it's, it's incredible. And if he starts striping it off the tee, he's going to be a tough man to beat.
4: Yeah, and, and Corey's no surprise when you mentioned ball strikers to be there. But I want to ask you about Taylor Pendrith. I mean, he's prolific with the driver off the tee. I mean, he hits it a mile. Um, how much has he worked on his uh, game around the green? Because, uh, cause, Graham, I'm thinking back to Detroit last year when he's in that final pairing with Tony Finau, and Finau put on a clinic with his wedge game, and Taylor uh, was struggling with it. Uh, maybe part of that was the pressure of it, but uh, just your thoughts on Taylor Pendrith in his game
7: yeah, pressure is definitely a real thing, and there's no doubt about that, but uh, yeah, Taylor plays the modern day p j tour game I mean, if you could design someone in a lab, it's pretty close to that at least with the speed that he generates and uh, you know how aggressive he can play and um, you know when it comes down to other parts of your game it's a process to get where you want to go it doesn't happen overnight, and uh, you know you develop as a player as you go and obviously his attributes that got him to the tour were his power and then you know when you get out there you kind of you play with guys all the time and you're like wow it's like I need to get better here and you, you know like I said sometimes it takes a year two or three but if you're slowly kind of improving each year and just evolving as a player that's the key and he's on that path right now.
3: Graham Dillette with us here as uh, we talk, of course, about the 2023 PGA Championship. Uh, Graham, the, the rain is coming down here, and it looks as though at least for most of the morning and into the afternoon, it's going to be a factor. Uh, from your playing days on tour, uh, what's the most challenging part about playing in these conditions? Uh, and obviously, you know, amateurs that are listening right now, they didn't have caddies, and I know you guys have the best in terms of rain gear and stuff like that. But what's the most challenging thing about playing in rain on a difficult course?
7: Yeah, well, the caddies definitely earn their living on days like this, I mean, keeping everything dry. But then there's, you know, you're keeping your own hands dry, and then you're carrying extra stuff around, and uh, you're worried about your footing sometimes. And you kind of lose a lot of the rhythm in your play because everything just kind of takes longer. It seems like you're waiting more. and So mentally, um, that's a little bit more difficult. When it comes to the actual playing golf, I mean, We talked about the importance of hitting fairways out here and the rain actually widens these fairways out because it softens them. So it makes hitting the fairways a little bit easier. So you might see guys, you know, hitting more greens today if they're hitting more fairways. But if you get in this rough now with it being wet, because it is thick. I mean, I, I assume you guys kind of walked around out there. I mean, it is, it's not even that long, but it's super thick and the ball sits down almost every single time. And now all of a sudden you add that extra weight of the water in there and, It's just so hard to get your club through that. And then, you know, with the water on the club face, sometimes even if you have a decent lie, it's harder to judge the distance coming out and the spin coming out. And it just, it makes things so much more difficult. And obviously this golf course is long and it's going to lengthen it as well. So it's going to pose, (laughs) I mean, a, a big, this is going to put a lot more importance, I guess, on driving the golf ball straight. I assume that they're playing. We haven't been out there. We're going out in here in about an hour. Are They playing the ball down today. They yeah, are. Yep. Well,
4: you know, there's two groups. Nobody's hit the fairway off the tee. Yeah, so they they are playing the ball down
7: though. Yeah, there's. Yeah, but uh, they,
4: yeah, we we haven't heard. I asked uh, when we first got here, and they said they hadn't heard anything. They'd updates, but it appears no that they they will play the ball down.
7: Yeah, that's good. And so, I mean, so there's another one. I mean, you're, there's going to be mud balls. There's no question. Everything's cut so tight out there, especially you know, around the aprons, and now the, all those kind of little shots off the tight lies where you could slide a club underneath. Now you have to either get steep with it, kind of put in your back, but it kind of takes options away because it's just so soft and tight and, like, it just requires extreme precision now. You're going to see a lot, of guys, a lot more guys in those tight lies probably putting from six, seven feet off the green, maybe the little hybrid bumps and that kind of thing because you just have to err on the side of safety.
3: Well, Graham, we really appreciate you giving us a few minutes. We know you've been uh, working hard with your coverage this week. And uh, you've got three Canadian flags in the top ten, so I know you've got some pride uh, on the leaderboard as well. So thanks again to, uh, for joining us here this morning. And hopefully you or Bob Weeks is driving in, not Zucchino.
7: <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No. no, Bobby Weeks is a pretty good driver. He's, got, he's in like five different Hall of Fames in Canada. So we're, we're, behind, uh, we're, he's, we're behind the guy behind a good wheel there. <laughs> all right graham thanks brother thanks graham hey,
3: you bet all right graham dillette pga tour player over 11 million dollars in career earnings for dillette so he's had a very successful do you know career. where he went
4: to college and this is where he lives still
3: oh. i don't he went to uh boise boise state Ooh. do you
4: know what other players Idaho? yeah uh, uh, other prominent there. uh pga tour player went to boise state no troy merritt Oh. There you go. There's your tribute for today. That would uh,
5: not many people would have got
3: that one. No, yeah. <laughs> pretty exciting, I'm sure for him. I, I mean, you know, he He's a obviously, guy. you know, great guy for joining us. Yes, but to have Connors in the lead group and then Pendrith and sense in there too, like. He's got, I'm sure he's got to be pumped well, covering this. You know event.
4: what, and, and he, hey, this is for our fans coming up here for Buffalo. You might want to consider going to the Canadian Open, which is just a, a few short weeks away uh, in June, coming up first week of June, right? June 8th through the 11th. Yeah.
3: It's at Oakdale Golf and Country Club uh, just outside of Toronto. Yeah, so.
4: and, and, and they put on a great show up there as uh, Golf Canada. And, they, and, you know, you asked a great question there, Jeff. Uh, that's my way of saying sorry for taking your question. Uh, but, no, you did <laughs> ask a great question about, uh, is you know, Golf Canada, what are they doing? And they, they really are propelling um, opportunities for golfers in Canada because, yeah, they want to grow that game. you got the Olympic part of it. They want players on the President's Cup team. And, and Corey Connors and uh, you know Taylor yep. Pendrith were part of it. Corey was part of that team. And, um, oh, God, I, I had one. Uh, so, had one. Yeah. you know, they've had players part of the team. Mike Weir is the captain now at Royal Montreal. So these guys got to perform well for not only earn points, or to be selected by Mike Weir to be on the team to play at Royal Montreal. And so there's a lot of pride in that. But I'm just saying maybe you want to go up to the Canadian Open. Uh, Roy McElroy won it last year. It was a great. Sheffler played. You're going to see big players playing at RBC Canadian Open, too, coming up. And
5: I know we're trying to, the U.S. is trying to create a program. like We're like one of the few countries that doesn't have a national golf program like Canada does and South Africa and Australia, where they, they identify the best players at a young age. So the, the PGA is actually looking to do something like that. Now, we've, we've got the initial steps, but yeah. know, these countries, they identify these guys young, and then they give them opportunities to get better, getting them in Arizona and stuff like that during the winter and getting good coaches for them and getting the right gear well, and everything Well, it makes else.
4: sense with golf in the Olympics, it makes sense to have a national program and so people don't feel like they got to send their kids to these academies and spend all this crazy money.
5: You'd be surprised right. the stats on, like, there's certain academies that I won't name that have never produced a yeah. tour player in 30 years now. Well, they're spending twenty-five grand a semester to send their kids there. So, Kai Wai said it, Jeff. Got it. <laughs> yeah,
3: if, you, uh, if you've if you enjoyed coming to Oak Hill or you do this weekend, uh, Canadian Open, for those of you who live, you know, obviously if you're living in Rochester, Buffalo, it's very drivable in Oakdale uh, outside of Toronto. Uh, that is in mid-June there, June 8th through the 11th, so another opportunity to maybe see some live golf in person. All right, thanks to Graham Dillette for joining us here. Uh, still one segment to go here on Cheetah Green. When we come back, uh, we'll break down the top of the leaderboard and give you our picks for who's going to hoist the pga championship trophy come sunday night here in rochester at oak hill with kevin sylvester and pga pro jeff menas i'm brian Colziel. thanks for listening one more segment of our two-hour edition of tea to green right after this live at oak hill on wgr you're listening to tea to green presented by the western
2: new york pga woods to wedges inside the whirly golf dome Custom Turf, Michelin Ultra, and by our home clubs, Pendleton Creek Golf Club and Lancaster Country
1: Club. Stay tuned. More TV. Te- this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.
2: You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. DeGreen is coming up.
6: It's very challenging, but... I feel like on a golf course like this, I'm just kind of one swing away from getting everything back together, and you you get rewarded for good shots out here, and if you execute, you can birdie pretty much any hole. Um, granted, it's going to take two pretty incredible golf shots to do that, but it, it can be done. It's not it's not impossible, and so when you're, you can kind of hang around the lead and stay in position and you know hopefully wait to get hot, um, it's a good position to be in, and I've done a good job the first two days of keeping the golf course in front of me and scrambling well. Um, tomorrow, I'm hoping to hit a few more fairways than I did today, make it a little easier on myself, but...
5: Ultimately, 200 is still a good round around this place.
3: That's world number two, Scotty Scheffler. So we welcome you back here to Oak Hill Country Club. Tee to green. Brian Colesiel, Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro, Jeff Midas, As uh, we get a check of our PGA Tour leaderboard brought to you by Callaway Chrome Soft. This ball is different. And by the First Tee of Western New York. For more information, you can head to firstteewesternny.org for everything that they do. Scheffler tied for the lead. Three-way tie for the lead with Corey Connors and Victor Hovland three different flags up on our big scoreboard here in the Media Center Scheffler of course of the United States Connors of Canada Victor Hovland of Norway uh, and then the two players tied for fourth two shots back Justin Saw and Bryson DeChambeau the other players under par Brooks Kepka also with two Callum Terran also at minus 2 Taylor Pendrith Justin Rose at minus 1 there are nine golfers under par and there they all are bigger names of note Rory McElroy starts the day at even. Dustin Johnson starts at one over par.
5: And our senior P- our PGA Champions report is brought to you by Donald Ross Clothing, the world's finest golf attire. The PGA staff is going to be busy because next week is the senior PGA Championship at Fields Ranch East, and currently there are no players from the Champions Tour playing in the event this week.
4: All right, LPGA Tour. Hey, last week, the Cognizant Founders Cup, that was in New, New Jersey and you ha- went down to a playoff between Jin Young Ko and Minji Lee. Minji Lee's brother Minwoo Lee played in this uh, event this week, but Jin Young Ko uh, came out a winner in the playoff. Yep. And that's brought to you by Puma Golf, right. which Jeff is wearing those outstanding Arnold Palmer Puma shoes. Golf shoes today. <laughs> yeah, we got. have You got to have the swag. I You're have strut Here as I, a golf pro. I didn't wear them because I I, I, I didn't want to get them crushed with mud. Oh. No. Kev, you so, got to
5: have the swag. This is when, when are you saving your swag for? If it's not the PGA Championship, you know when you're a PGA professional, come on.
4: Well, I'm not a PGA professional. You're close. I just so. play one on the radio. That's yeah. right.
3: <laughs> it is raining right now here at Oak Hill, and, Not lightly, uh, by
5: the
4: way.
3: No, the the ex, the expected forecast here, a hundred percent chance of rain now. Um, from now, so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Two p.m. chance. A hundred percent. Yes, a hundred percent at ten a.m. hundred percent at twelve. Ninety percent at two, and then at four, it says chance of showers. Six p.m. partly sunny. It's so, not
4: pouring though, right? It doesn't. Uh, does it, it doesn't appear to I think be it's pouring. what you say like we're inside right now in this
3: tent? I, you know,
5: it would be loud. Yeah, the uh, there's no red or yellow in the radar. Right. It mostly looks green, but some darker green. Yep. in some spots.
3: Some big names already out playing. Jordan Spieth just finished up the first hole. He's playing hole number two. Justin Thomas is on hole number one as well. So if you're driving in right now, getting close to getting on the shuttle to come in, uh, there are some big names out there playing right now. Spieth's on hole two. Thomas is on one. The leaders, Scheffler and Connors, are in the final group. They are at 250. And Kev here, we just have a few minutes left. Uh, let's just break down the top of the board here. I, would you say anybody, even plus twos, are still in it? or yes. how Yes. Oh, back? yeah. yeah. I, th- I think if
4: you're within seven shots... Uh, you feel you have a chance today on this golf course because of how penal it is with the rough. So absolutely, if I think if you're within seven shots, you've got a chance.
5: And if the weather deteriorates, it may be harder, like you said, for the yeah. later the guys later in the day to, to shoot the good scores. Um, yeah, I think you've... you've
4: yeah, if I'm dead. chasing, if I'm chasing, if I'm Rory McIlroy, all right, uh, Keegan Bradley, uh, rain, yeah. right, right? You know, well, they're going to be playing in most of this. Actually, the challenge is, it's the benefit of Scheffler and Connors,
3: right? I mean, they might be getting just a li- maybe just a few holes of rain. it's right. supposed to tail off later this oh, afternoon, yeah, and they'll yeah, get to the softer
4: conditions. So actually, it, it favors them.
3: Yeah, the guys. If the weather forecast is right, the guys at the top might be playing their back nine in dry conditions yes. with everything very soft.
5: Yeah, you never know. it could be the rough could be super thick and juicy by that time too, so it could be a little more penal late in the day. But they're it's, also
4: the guys who are playing the best too.
5: Good point. You know what I mean? Yeah. So There's a lot of ifs and buts here. Sure. So
3: we, yeah, we heard from McIlroy 2 segments ago there we heard from Scheffler there. McIlroy not driving the ball well in terms of accuracy. It's As been all case. over the place, which shows from shot 2 in how good he's been, the fact that he's actually even par here right now, which is so unusual for Rory, right? Yeah. I mean, he's the best driver I
4: like if you'd tell me who's the best driver of the golf ball, 2 I'd say Roy McIlroy. Yeah,
3: you had anybody pick hit,
4: would
5: you, one yes. drive for you? Would you yeah. tell
3: him hit three wood today?
5: I, yeah, I, I think I would, but I...
3: I, I mean, he, you're going to have 220 into some greens. Yeah, and part of that, like that is, you know, you, know,
5: you just got to keep ripping because, like, they, said, well, sometimes you just make one good swing and you find that slot and you find that groove and then, then everything's on. Then you're on fire and you just keep going and going and going. You never know when it's going to turn around. I don't think these guys ever think like that, though. They think full speed, aggressive, yes. birdies. There's a lot less. You know, we used to always lay up to a yardage. That doesn't happen anymore. Well,
4: I they think that way. I think... Um, you know, in the regular events, this is set up differently. Like you've got to, you've got to manage this
3: golf course. Well, speaking yeah. of managing, here's Rory's quote from yesterday's press conference after his round. Rory on his weekend plan: "Quote, I may just tee it up high and bomb it everywhere." End quote. <laughs> there well, you go. He's going to go the other way. With well, he's it. also,
4: he's, but he's chasing, right? Yes, he, so you know, he's five back, but he's he's within it. But he's chasing. Like he he right now, he's looking at Scotty Scheffler. And Connors and Hovland, the 500. That's the number he's looking at. And if I got to catch them, I got to go shoot something great today to, to cut the gap. I mean, you can't cut it in half because it'd be two and a half. But yeah, he's got, I no. think, I think Roy feels I'm five to back. Win, can I gotta gotta be get within to two three or three. two or three? Yeah. Then you got a chance to win tomorrow.
5: Yeah, he's, yeah, let it rip. What, what else? What do you got to lose, right? Just get up there, bomb it out there, try to make as many yeah. birdies as you can and, and see what happens. I and mean, if,
4: let's be honest. Finishing eighth mattered to Roy McElroy? No, absolutely. It does not. not no. It's win or nothing.
3: Yeah. No, that's the stage of his career that he's at, at this and, point. And it's
4: that way for Kepka. Uh, I would say DeChambeau, like, well, actually, they need world ranking points. Yeah, so, so. they
5: want to keep moving up the scoreboard. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. You know, the, they're not getting many lately. The
3: current climate, yes. Yes. Well, it's uh, going to be interesting for sure. For those of you coming out, hopefully you stay as dry as possible. 250 is when the final group will go out today. And just kudos to everybody, Kev and Jeff, in western New York for pulling this off. It takes a ton of volunteers. It takes a ton of work, a ton of community efforts and uh, you know, in terms of things that you can control, I know we can't control the weather, but things you can control here, it seems like uh, everybody does what Western New York does, which is come together to support a big time event.
4: Yeah, no, it's it, it, no surprise to us uh, for that. So, and, and and thanks, thanks to you, Brian. You've been here. You got here like you opened up the the media center was the today. First so one in, I know. Yeah, no, uh, great work uh, the last couple of days here. Uh, Cover not only for us on on uh, social media, uh, but on GR. So thanks, it's been fun. You it's... know, go buy yourself
3: whatever you'd like in the in the pro You're going to treat me for the complimentary breakfast. Yes, here? I am. Thank yes, you, Kevin. yeah, I'm
4: going to scan you in. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. You can all you can eat. Thank you. Oh, really?
3: That's that explains a lot.
4: <laughs> 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 That's the other important part about the beat. I understand. So I, do I, can I eat all I can? Okay. That's
3: right. Hey, uh, on WGR Today, Sports Talk Saturday 11 to 2. I'll be joining Zach at 11 back here just to update you on what's happening over the next few hours. Then I'll be on 2 to 5 from a DVD Downs. And then after that, we have third-round coverage courtesy of Westwood One. And then tomorrow, all day, uh, fourth round coverage, to courtesy of Westwood 1 on here right on WGR. And,
4: and you're going to go live on Facebook later tonight, a wrap up show from yeah. 10 to midnight? Is that, no, I'm no. just kidding.
3: <laughs> Don't sign me up for anything else, yeah. <laughs> I'm here um, at 8 o'clock tonight, so I'm going to go home yes. and go to bed tonight. Oh, yeah, for sure. Enjoy the range, enjoy the golf, enjoy Hoke Hill. For everybody here uh, from TD Green, Kevin Sylvester, and uh, PJ Pro Jeff Midas, I'm Brian Colziel. Corey Griswold, thank you very much for all your work back in our Amherst studios. Thanks to our guests. Graham Dillette, John Hecker, Ryan Hasenauer. And uh, enjoy round three as we are live here at Oak Hill Country Club. For all of us at Tee to Green, enjoy the weekend. Thanks for being with us. We'll talk to you next Saturday at 7 right here on WGR. You're listening to Tee to Green,
2: presented by the Western New York PGA, woods to wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome, custom turf, Michelob Ultra, and by our home clubs, Pendleton Creek Golf Club
8: and Lancaster Country Club. Okay, picture this.